Master Tavern Keepers, History of the Old World. And so it was then, in the early hours of that summer morning, that two of the sorcerer's islands fell to the corsairs that Jafar and Mehemed Bey commanded. This still left the two main islands, though. Oh, yeah, and uh, thus far I'm impressed at how the uh, corsairs conducted themselves against such implacable foes as these uh, fakirs, these uh, Arabian sorcerers. Ah, yes indeed. And I would hazard a guess that the reason is this. Like most sailors, the Corsairs of Lachique are fearless. Ach, Septimus, surely that's a bit of bias there on your part, as an ancient mariner yourself? A-a-ancient? I think you may actually have a few years on me, Master Alchemist. Anyway, my reason is not out of bias, merely observation. The truth of it is that you don't get the fearful sailing the ocean. Manon hates a coward, you see, and in general, does away with them swiftly and without compunction. Och, no, ain't that the truth? Anyway, let us return to the logbook of Amru Reis. Captain's log, il calendario veneno, il tre mesembre, imperial calendar, 1432. The third island to fall was Alignan, the Isle of the Fire Sorcerers. As our war dows approached, they were suddenly attacked by blinding beams of burning light that flared out from the clifftops over the bay where our forces intended to land. The nearest two ships were immediately cut in two by the scything magic of the Fakirs as they wielded their arcane sorceries down upon us from their vantage point up on the cliff's edge above. The attack was as quick as it was devastating. Men were vaporized, arms and armor melted away, and the deck and sails burst into flame. Before each vessel was swiftly swallowed up by the great ocean, mere moments later. Our response was equally quick. Before any more casualties could be inflicted, the Fakirs of Jafar moved to the prows of their respective vessels and raised their arms and their voices up high. 
Ausifatun Ramliatun Ausifatun Ramliatun Ausifatun Ausifatun Ramliatun And at their summons the winds came a howling gale blew over the ships filling their sails and driving them towards the shoreline at the same time, it whipped over the cliffs above, throwing the sorcerers nearest to the edge off, leaving them to tumble down and bloodily paint the rocks below. Those magicians hidden from view further away were also affected as the wind drew up the nearby sands and engulfed them in a blinding biting dust storm. We would find their suffocated bodies later. Driven and protected by the blessed winds, our ships reached the shallows, anchored close to the beach, before launching rowing boats full of vengeful corsairs out onto the sea, accompanied by the fakirs of Jafar, as well as a contingent of nomads from the Dihib tribe, bearing long-barreled jezails. As on the other islands, the awaiting arms of the enemy met our forces when we landed. In point of fact, as we were disembarking, they charged, their clenched fists burning white-hot with magic elemental power, eager to lay waste to both sailor and boat. My brother corsairs were unperturbed and leapt from their boats to meet them, unsheathing their scimitars as they ran. But... It was a fool's errand, for no blade was going to help these unfortunates. As sword met burning fist, each blade immediately melted away, splashing scalding molten liquid all over the bearer, setting a light to both clothes and hair. They did not suffer long, though, as within the blink of an eye, another fist would strike each burning seaman, boring its way into their flesh and killing them. Survivors told me that the bloody slaughter was immense and the smell of burnt, cooking human flesh nauseating. But our saviour, Jafar, had anticipated this turn of events and in response... The sharpshooters of the Dehib, still on board the landing boats, took careful aim with their long-barreled jezails. Jafar had been very specific in his instructions to these men and women. Shoot them. Shoot them in the head. It is the only way to be sure. This they did. Every shot was a headshot, and every bullet a kill. In a single fusillade, the enemy was all but annihilated. The few that survived fled into the island's interior, only to be captured later with the remaining sorcerers who had not directly taken part in the defence. And so, neophytes, there we have the fall of the third island. There was now but only one island remaining, Al-Wahid, 
home to the most powerful magicians and artefacts in the Order, and it was here that the most awful slaughter would take place. But let us not dally, and be about it quick step. Captain's Log, Il Calendario Veneno, Il Tre Mesembre, Imperial Calendar, 1432. At al the element of surprise escaped us, for with their telescopes, those that sit at the zenith of the sorcerer's tower at the heart of the island, they must have seen us, for as we drew close, we saw a flock of flying carpets come to greet us. As they did, I saw Mehemet Bey and Jafar exchange the slightest of smiles. About me, some men on deck took aim with their muskets, but Jafar himself moved into their midst. No, the carpets must not be damaged. Amrudez, order your men to stand down. I will deal with this threat myself. And this I did. Moments later, the sorcerer was on the move. With a flick of his wrist, a strong, swirling, warm wind sprang into existence around the sorcerer, lifting him up high, high, high. In but moments, he had risen up to meet the lead flying carpet and duly landed upon it. I immediately grabbed my own telescope and trained it onto the sorcerer. I saw him silently shove his boot into the startled carpet rider and I watched the man plummet to his death in the shark-infested waters below. Jafar was now alone upon the carpet and, with his hand raised above it, seemingly broke the will of the bound elemental within, for it now hearkened to his commands. At the loss of their leader, the other flying carpet riders turned on the lead carpet bearing Jafar. Some bore bows and loosed arrows at the black-clad sorcerer. To my astonishment, though, they struck, but merely pinged off the stony, impervious skin of the magician. Jafar then repeated the trick he had just performed with his own magic carpet on the nearest of his foes with equal success. His opponent's carpet neatly rolled itself up, flinging its former master into the air and then depositing itself neatly onto Jafar's own conveyance. Once more, the sharks below fed well. Ah! Jafar repeated the trick again and again and yet again. And from the sky, a deluge of sorcerers fell into the gaping, bloody moors of the waiting, watery predators. The sea turning blood-red where they fell. It was carnage. Soon enough, there were no more flying carpets above, apart from Jafar's, 
and he returned to the ship. Enough carpets in his possession for a small army to ride. Again, I saw him and Mehemet Bey exchange an evil smile. We now sailed on for the island proper, and our dows soon came upon the main harbour of the western inlet. The keys of the harbour were full of boats. Many belonged to traders, others to the uh, more adventurous sorcerers themselves. It did not matter to Jafar, though. The sorcerer had some of his men haul up a pair of amphorae from the hold their outer surface, blackened and burnt. Now let the duplicitous sorcerers of these isles reap what they have sowed. And at his words, Mehemed Bey opened the two vessels. From each shimmered out a warm plume of sulfurous gas, its smell unmistakable. The general then raised up a burning torch, and the gases burst into fiery life. It was the Ifrits of the Shining Dome, the very ones whose actions had brought about this invasion. Many men cowered, hiding their faces. I thought I even saw Mohammed Bey momentarily flinch. But one who remained unmoved was Jafar. The Jinn grew silent upon spying him, looked each in the eye, pointed to the harbour, and then spoke. Burn them all. And this they did. We watched at a safe distance upon our boats. The destruction wrought by the fire gin burnt its way through the harbour, destroying ship, key, emporium and tavern. Those who fled the burning structures found themselves hunted and then butchered by the Ifrits. It was death upon death, devastation upon devastation, until suddenly... There was a massive explosion out in the bay. The entire harbour was doused in salt water, smothering both the flames and the gin. Everyone on the ship looked on in surprise. Everyone, that is, except Jafar. I heard him say this unto himself. At last he has come, and we can finish this. What? Uh, who? Who had come, Master Tavernkeeper? Why? 
the master of the Arabian order of sorcerers himself, Muhammad ibn Hamuel al-Sadiq, vanquisher of the caress of Lanif himself. <laughs>